This week's episode is really exciting because I had the opportunity to speak with Edward Wynne Jones. He is currently the principal at the prestigious international school Eaton House. He discusses his experiences when he was a head teacher for 13 years at a school in Wales, homeschooling his two sons while traveling the world for a year, being head of primary at a school in Santiago, Chile, and now principal at Eaton House in Singapore. The highlight of this conversation was when Edward talks about 250 students performing The Lion King at Craig House School, which he described as everything was perfect. Enjoy this episode and share with others who will like it too. Welcome to Collaborative Education. I'm the host Ainsley Prince and today I have the pleasure to speak with Edward Wynne-Jones. Hi Edward. Hi, hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Yes, good, thank you. Thank you. That's great. Edward is the principal of Eaton House Broderick in Singapore and he's been principal there since January 2020. Edward, could you please share with the listeners a little bit more about you and your background? Sure, sure. Um, yes, I've been here just over 12 months. We arrived in Singapore on Christmas Day last year. Um, and previously I was, um, well, my, my, my initial uh, headship was in Wales, in Cumbran, and where I was a head teacher there in a Welsh medium school for about 13 years and um, decided that as a family, we would do something a little bit different. And um, so we, we sold our house and sold our possessions and uh, went traveling around the world for 12 months uh, with our two children, my wife and my two children, um, homeschooling them, um, went around different countries. And um, after 12 months, went back to Wales for a short time and then um, decided on a career in, uh, international education uh, so spent two years then as the head of primary uh, in a school in Santiago Chile before going back to Wales again for a few months before arriving here on Christmas day uh, last year so so here now it's Eaton House Broderick in Singapore. What was your experience like as head of primary in Chile? Oh, it was a marvellous, wonderful experience. Um, as I said, I, I've been a head teacher in Wales for uh, about 13 years in the same school. Um, very happy in that school and uh, took the headship of another school for the last six months uh, while in Wales. But um, just decided that, uh, you know, wanted to have uh, some other experiences. Um, you know, I was still pretty young. I still saw that I had another 20 odd years um, before I retired and I thought I needed to challenge myself really and um, decided as, as a family to do something different. So, so after traveling uh, for 12 months, um, experiencing um, life in different countries, decided on that move to Chile. Um, the, 
that two years, two years was great. Uh, it was a, a school of uh, over 2000 children in the whole school. And I was the head of primary. So there were three sections, primary, middle and senior. Uh, our primary section had 960 children, um, mainly local Chilean uh, children. Um, but the school was a British um, Chilean school. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but the main, I think probably about 85% of the pupils were locals and the other uh, 15% were expats. Um, so the language, really the school, the main language of the school was of course Spanish, um, a Chilean version of, of Spanish. So my day-to-day activities, meetings, uh, discussions with parents and so forth uh, were done um, mostly in Spanish, which was quite challenging because I only had a limited knowledge of the, the Spanish language. And uh, I think that was that was the biggest challenge, um, dealing with day-to-day activities in Santiago, in Chile, um, not being able to speak the language and also in school. Um, sometimes it was easier in school because I had three deputies um, who are marvelous, wonderful ladies who, um, it just assisted me with, with everything and they were, they were great. So there was lots of translation involved when we were meeting with parents, um, but, but it worked, um, but it worked really well. And uh, yeah, so I had a, a wonderful two years there. What did you notice was the big difference between um, being in Wales compared to Chile? Wow, it was, it was hugely different. It was, you know, we've, we've been traveling a lot. We've been to many, many different countries, but I felt um, the experience in Chile was nearly the most foreign place I've ever been to um, because there were many, you know, there were, you really needed to speak Spanish. Um, um, I remember when I went there for the interview, I went there, we were, on our year of traveling and we were in Bali at the time. So I had to first of all buy a suit because we, you know, we were backpacking. Mm-hmm. So we went, I went, we were lucky we went to um, Vietnam, uh, Hoi An, where they where I had a sort of cheap suit made for me before my interview and then flew from Bali via uh, Australia, New Zealand um, to Santiago. You know, it was about 27 hours in total and then had to face three days of, uh, of interview there. But I remember arriving in Santiago and just feeling completely lost um, because I might just my Spanish was minimal, you know, trying to order something to eat, you know, the basics, like the, the, the basics of life. Um, so as when we arrived there then um, for, the, for, the, for the job, the actual posting, um, six months after that initial interview, uh, we, yeah, it was, it was just a challenge. We, you know, we, we, we rented an apartment. When something went wrong, you know, if there was a problem with the electricity or the internet, just, just giving someone a phone call to explain or to get some sort of um, advice or help was always quite stressful. Um, but the people there, they were just so helpful, uh, so friendly, and just I just loved working in the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's really what we've, we've discovered on our travels around the world, mainly that 99.9% of everyone that we met in every different country, which is great. They were, we we're all the same basically. And uh, that's what we saw in, in Santiago and, and Chile and, and the school as well. 
Um, the schools, it's the school is the same wherever you go in, in whatever part of, of, of the world. You know, they're the same difficulties, same frustrations, and um, but it's just got a different name and a different country. But um, yeah, it was a, re a rewarding experience, but had its frustrations as well um, and difficulties and uh, and bureaucracy. And uh, I think looking back as a family, um, I, we, we felt within the first, you know, six, five or six months that sort of long term um, in Santiago probably wasn't the place for us. Um, one of the reasons was the language uh, and also yeah, the, 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 you know, the pollution was quite bad there as well. I remember driving back um, down the mountain uh, after a day's work and you could see the haze of, 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 um, of pollution in the air and just didn't feel like somewhere that we wanted to be sort of, you know, for a long time. Saying that, I was so happy with, with my staff in primary and we just really gelled to a great team. And also the boys were happy there as well. The boys were happy and they also learned the language. You know, I've got to admit, um, I did have some um, lessons. I had a, a lesson a week. I had two lessons a week, but um, I really struggled. I, I just assumed I would go there and I would it would just sink in. Um, I would be like a sponge and because I speak Welsh and English and Spanish would sort of, I wouldn't have to work at it, but it was something that just I found really difficult um, because I wasn't using it because in my section, in the primary section, the parents uh, spoke um, Spanish to the children at home and sent their children to the school to learn to speak English. So the language of the primary section was English. So. I really didn't have a lot of opportunities to, to use the Spanish language in school. Mm -hmm. Saying that my son, my eldest son, who started in the middle section, um, he, after two years there, he could speak the language because, you know, it was a case of, you know, he was there and he had to because all, all his friends, all the other pupils spoke, language, spoke Spanish. So it was a case of he had to, he had to learn and, and he did. And, um, mm -hmm. And very proud of him, and, you know, for, for learning language so quickly. How how old is um, how old are your children? Um, the eldest Evan is fourteen, and Aaron is twelve. So are they attending Eaton House at the moment? Yeah. So Aaron was with me in Eaton House Broadrick um, last year, and then he's moved to um, Eaton House Orchard. So they're both now. Uh, Evan is in year ten, and Aaron is in year seven. So. Uh, both very happy. They're in the eat. There's, an, uh, there's another Eaton House International School um, in Orchard, which is it is um, it's been open for just over two years, and it's it's in a it's a very quirky building uh, looking school. It's in it's an old art museum, mm -hmm. which has been converted uh, into a school. So it's right in the middle of the, of the city centre. It's where all the, you know, in Orchard, it's not far from Orchard Road, where all the posh, really glitzy malls and posh shops are. And, um, and but it's, it's, it's great and they're happy there. It's only a small school, um, but they catch the bus. They walk about 15 minutes, catch the bus and the bus stops directly outside uh, the school. And then they, they, they have the same arrangements to come home. 
but it's you know basically it's so safe here that uh, um, Evan, who's fourteen, you know we 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 allow him to go on the bus, uh, to go on a grab taxi, to travel on the MRT, to anywhere really in Singapore to meet his friends, mm-hmm. which it that sort of thing wouldn't happen. Well, it wouldn't happen in Santiago, and it wouldn't happen in in Cardiff. Um, where we were living previously either. So it's something that we're actually by now taking for, taking for granted, you know, that sort of safety element here, that um, the convenience and the safety element for, for our children. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that in Santiago, even though we were happy uh, in a school, that, you know, the environment really in Santiago, um, you know, you, you, you were careful with your possessions. You know, you couldn't walk out with your phone in your hand uh, you make sure that your hand was by your wallet if you were on the the, the MRT, the train. Um, whereas here, um, you know, you, we you you can leave. I can leave my bicycle unlocked anywhere, and um, it'll still be there if I return after a few hours. Um, so we, I think, we take that. By now, we've been here over a year, so we're taking that that element here for granted. Uh-huh. But it's uh, it's it's, um, it's working out for us well here. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So how many languages do your children know at this point in their life? So, um, yeah, so Evans has continued with the Spanish here. So he has, uh, he's doing IGCSC Spanish. Um, Aaron is still doing Spanish in in USM. So our first language is Welsh. Mm -hmm. Um, So we speak Welsh to each other at home. And uh, yes, and of course, they, you know, they've, they've got the English. But uh, what we're finding is, as far as both boys, um, because they haven't been in a Welsh medium school now for a, a few years, a number of years, um, you know, the, their Welsh reading and their Welsh writing, um, you know, the, they can still read and read in Welsh, but the writing, um, I think, you know, say if we were to go back to Wales next year, I don't think the level of their Welsh um, reading or writing, they would be able to, to go back to a Welsh medium school. Um, it would have to be a, um, you know, a, a Welsh school where, they, where Welsh was taught as a second language, even though they're fluent Welsh speakers. Um, they haven't been writing or reading really in, in Welsh for the last few years. So Which is a shame in a way, um, but um, I think the experience that they've had by going around the world with us um, together as a family for 12 months, then going to Chile for two years and then being here in Singapore, mixing with children from all sorts of life, different cultures, um, I think has been, you know, will be of a major benefit for them. Uh, in future years in in their sort of adult life really that they've had these amazing um, life experiences. I agree. Are they learning Mandarin? Uh, Yes and well Aaron did some Mandarin when he was with us um, but then I now the language that they're doing in uh, Orchard now because you know they get to do different options then is uh, they're doing um, uh, Spanish so when in broad, we offer Mandarin, uh, Japanese, um, and Hindi, and also EAL, uh, EA, um, English as a, an additional language, because we have children here starting here with 
with minimal English. And uh, so they have uh, you know, a, a crash course for six months or, or, or even longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have children here starting it with no English at all. So there's a big emphasis on uh, bilingualism at Eaton House. Is that correct? Yes, we, we're sort of... Um, uh, we're quite proud of our bilingual programme and I think we were the, one of the first schools in Singapore to establish a bilingual programme mm-hmm. um, and we made some changes to it last year as well. Um, we have got different models, so we've got a dual language model uh, between year two and year six and we've got a new bilingual immersion programme in year one. It's it's similar, you know, I'm, I'm just going... Really, I'm look, I was looking at the previous experiences I've had really um, trying to learn the language myself in Chile and also um, having worked as a principal ahead in a Welsh medium school in Wales, um, having uh, that experience also in Chile with the, you know, the, the, the um, working in a primary section where the children arrived with no English um, and teaching them the English language. So working in different ways and different models with different languages we, we've sort of we've been reviewing our language program here since i arrived and we made some changes last year so the, basically the changes are in year one we've introduced this um, immersion program where we have a teacher in one class in year one where she um she's a fluent mandarin speaker um also speaks english and the majority of the day really is taught uh, through the Mandarin language. So I think um, within the week, I think 19 hours of uh, lessons are in Mandarin. So the children only have about five hours a week um, in English. They have some of their specialist lessons in English as well. So the idea really is when their children are year one, that they're sort of immersed and using the language as much as possible because we felt with our previous model in year one they weren't having enough opportunities to practice so now by having this model with the language the mandarin language being spoken for most of the day that by the end of year one they'll you know they'll have that grounding uh, that strong grounding for when they move to year two the program in year two to year six with Mandarin, basically they have an hour and a half within the bilingual program of Mandarin per day. Uh, we also have mainstream classes as well. So from year two to year six, we'll either have a bilingual class or we'll have a mainstream class. Um, the bilingual class has this hour and a half a day. The mainstream class has something like, um, I think it's about 40 um, 40 minutes, uh, four sessions of 40 minutes per week for the mainstream classes. So that's still quite a lot of Mandarin language tuition, but uh, there's additional sessions for those bilingual classes with the aim then when the children leave us in year six, um, that they, the the aim is basically for the children to leave us in year six, being able to uh, be as fluent as possible in in English and in Mandarin. because I felt with the model we had previously that that wasn't that wasn't going to ensure that we we're going to be successful. Um, so basically, we've increased the Mandarin uh, language use from last year. It was four and a half hours per week from year two to year six to 
just over seven hours of Mandarin uh, per week for these bilingual classes. That's great. And um, now I think it would be um, a good story to tell listeners about the founder, Ms. Ning Kim Chu. Um, could you just go into that story about how she founded the, the Eaton House um, schools? Hmm. Yes, yeah, so our school, uh, Broderick, is oh, just over 25 years old, celebrated our 25 year anniversary last year. And again, it was a bit of a, it had to be sort of delayed a little bit. We did have a celebration in the end, in November, so virtually, but uh, it was the 25 years anniversary of the school, this school, and also the company. So Mrs Ng and her husband, they were working in London and her two children, um, they attended a school in London. And um, I think they were there for a few years. And when they left, um, I think Mrs Ng was so impressed with the, the, the feeling of the school and the education that the children had in school, you know, as far as learning through play, um, children uh, so far from what she'd experienced as a child herself um, in a very, very traditional school in China. Um, and the children actually said to her that they didn't want to go home. They, they wanted to stay in school longer than the school day because they saw, thought it was so, so much fun. So um, when they do, did move back to Singapore um, from London, um, she, she decided to, to establish a school um, with the same philosophy and, um, and started this school here at Eaton House Broderick. And um, yeah, so that was 25 years ago. And, um, and then that, that, that ed education company has grown and grown and grown. And I think now, um, they've got schools in 12 countries teaching, I think, 12,000 students. Uh, this, I think there's approximately nearly 20 schools of, of different types in Singapore as well. Um, there's four um, international schools, Broderick being one of them, um, and there's lots of preschools and um, other schools as well, which are linked to Eaton House in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's grown so so rapidly and and so yeah it's it's highly regarded. So um, I also wanted to ask you about the celebrations at school. I know that recently you celebrated Lunar New Year, and I was just curious um, how the school celebrated Lunar New Year. Well, that was great. That was that was a few weeks ago. So we we've had a few really nice activities recently. Last week we had our Steam Week. Uh, STEAM or STEM, it's, uh, that term is sort of a little confusing, but we, we had lots of different science and engineering and maths, different activities, uh, activities last week. Uh, the previous week to that, we had uh, sports mornings. We had sports days, which were great because I think a few months ago, we didn't think that that, that type of thing could happen or would happen. So we, we had three mornings of sports uh, activities, all done with safe distancing, uh, Children could take their masks off if, if they were running um, and we were sanitizing the equipment. So it was all very well organized, but great. And yeah, so three weeks ago, we had the Chinese New Year celebration. So we had uh, a virtual assembly and every class um, performed a song, a dance, um, and uh, they were wonderful. They, you know, they, were, you know, they, they were really 
professionally filmed and edited by our Mandarin team. We also had an art exhibition um, on our playground um, with different um, um, Chinese art, calligraphy, Mandarin paintings, all sorts of, from each class. So we were able to invite some parents in groups of eight uh, to come and uh, observe and to look at this exhibition. We also had Mrs. Nguyen who attended um, and she really enjoyed it. And you know, just for, a, for, just for that morning, it did feel like the, the, the old Broderick environment because the school's been, the school is sort of famous in the past for the celebrations because we have 35 different sort of uh, nationalities, cultures, uh, cultures celebrated here. Um, so the Chinese New Year is always a huge event uh, uh, as well as the Diwali, which, which happened um, also here uh, virtually last uh, end of uh, October. We also have some Japanese celebrations and also the you know, Christmas and Easter as well. But the, the Chinese New Year, it was just amazing. We, you know, the, the, the virtual assembly video, and uh, I can share, you, share with you a, a copy of that because mm -hmm. it was great. It, was just, it looked like it had been filmed by a, a professional company. Um, and uh, there were some lovely performances for, by the children. And again, it, it, it made, made uh, everyone think that uh, you know, we were coming back to some sort of normality. Because in my mind, really, I, have, I haven't really seen the school um, how it used to be. You know, I've only seen the school in COVID times. Um, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I maybe had three weeks of normality and we had last year's Chinese New Year assembly in the school hall. And a few days after, the things changed. Um, so it was, to me, it was the, it was the, you know, the Chinese New Year Assembly last year was like the catalyst for, for what was to come with, the, with everything else. Uh, so the changes happened after that. So um, it was nice to get that spirit back and everyone enjoying the, the day. You yeah, spirit is really important in a school. Um, so what other qualities do you think are important to have in a school to, to be successful and have children enjoy being at school and coming to school? Well, I think uh, you know, this morning we had a, um, we had a webinar with um, some parents uh, of some of our preschools. So there's quite a few preschool, local preschools and, um, and uh, we would basically share information about the school for children who, when they finished in preschool, for them to join us in year two in August. So we were sharing and we were discussing with our new parents about the feeling here, really. And um, I, I feel that you, within 10 minutes, 15 minutes of arriving in any school, you, you, you can feel that special feeling. Uh, you don't get it in every school, but you definitely get it here. There's that sort of warm feeling, that friendly community feeling, and um, and it sort of resonates here, uh, you know, in the same way as my previous school in in Wales. Uh, I was head of the same school for 13 years. I still call it my school now. Um, it's not my school now. There's a my deputy who's the head. She's been the head there now, I think, for over five years. And it, it's it's that special feeling. It's that um, is that warm community, family friendly, um, where there's a closeness, not only with the children, but with, with the teachers as well, with the teachers 
um, being in standing, um, looking after each other, really. You know, we, as I say to the children and teachers, we're here most of the day. So um, it's important that we you know, work together, collaborate, get on, do our best, um, and that we're happy here, you know, and uh, that's, uh, I share with, with the, uh, the children and the teachers in our morning assemblies, our virtual assemblies, which are, which are a part of school life now. Um, we share with them the, the seven wonders of, of Broderick, um, you know, that we're, that we're kind, that we're sharing, that we're treating each other with respect and kindness, that we're happy, that we're enjoying being in school every day. And um, I think that sort of needs to sort of that feeling. It's not a sort of a false feeling. It's something that um, has to come naturally as well. And I think we've got, got that feeling here. It, yeah, I feel it here with, with all the staff here. Mm -hmm. um, and people do, do more than their job's worth. Um, I think that's what you need. That's great. I have one more question for you, Edward. The, oh. the last question I have is, do you have a memorable moment in either a teaching in a classroom or as a head mm. teacher that you wanted to that you're willing to share with us today? Yeah, sure. I've got I've got several, but I think <laughs> most of the most of the ones I I'm, I love my music and drama and um, and I think most of them are related to to, to those those areas. But I think the highlight of my entire career was something that we did in Chile um, in my second year in Chile and that was that the we performed uh, the children performed a musical we did the Lion King and it was something that hadn't happened in the school before the school itself quite a famous school in relation to sports you know rugby and hockey were everything but not so much the performing creative arts um, and I felt that it would be just a great experience for a lot of the children in primary to have that experience of standing on stage and singing, dancing, acting. Um, and I think you know, going back from my childhood, I don't think I'd be in this role now if I hadn't experienced uh, those uh, experiences as a child. So I just felt that we should be catering for not only for the sporty types and the academic types, but also those with hidden talents uh, as far as music and drama. So basically with the teachers, working with the teachers, um, we did uh, after school um, activities in preparation for this musical. It took, took a long time to get things shaping up, um, but in the end, it was just an, an amazing, a day, the day itself, I wish I could just sort of go back and experience it because for months we were struggling. Um, things were so slow coming together and it was quite difficult to get things through because this was something that never happened before. Um, so there were some obstacles along the way, but by working together with the teachers, with the children, um, we got it done. We, we, the, and in the end, the day just went, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. The, the performance we had 250 children on stage uh singing dancing most of these children never done anything like that before mm -hmm. and um it we had a, an amazing set uh we had costumes we had makeup we had lights we had a, the school band playing the backing to all the songs 
the the everything was perfect it was absolutely amazing it was nearly a disaster you know the weekend before we thought this is never going to happen it's never going to be successful about five minutes before we we performed we performed in the afternoon then the evening performance then was in front of about two thousand parents about five minutes before i was told that the power there was no power oh and i my heart sank and i thought this is not going to happen. It's going to be jinxed right at the end. But some, I think someone had some accidentally taken the plug out. Wow. And uh, someone obviously put the plug back in and everything worked. Everything came out because the children were using headset mics. They'd have, we had to do all the dress rehearsal in the same day as the performance because we only had this marquee for that one day. So to get everything working, okay, a few things went wrong, but, but it, it was just a the whole team um, day. You know, it was a whole team, uh, people working together to make sure that every child just had sort of um, experiences that they will remember for the rest of their lives. And, um, and when people talk about, you know, IB, PYP, um, this curriculum, and I think that to me, it just, that's what it's all about. Just giving children the scope of having an amazing ex uh, educational experiences. And, um, and that was done by pure teamwork. Everyone really putting, pulling out all the stops and working as a team for the benefit of the children. And it was just amazing. That sounds amazing. I want to do it here as well, but not yet. We can't do it at the moment, <laughs> but we'd love to do it here. Yeah, what an incredible experience. I'm sure those children will always remember that. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I know it's uh, it's getting into the evening there, so um, I won't keep you. But thank you so much for joining us from Singapore. And, yeah, no um, problem. Nice yeah, to speak to you. Experiences. Thank you. Thank Have you, Angela. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.